Hi, and welcome to Living Dandy with Uncle Andy. My mission is to awaken and help others to awaken. This podcast is an extension of that. Please share if you find it useful. I can hardly wait to do this one. I've been trying to do this thing in chronological order, but I'll be honest, I'm about to burst. I started leaking it anyway, so here it is. It is possible to have the illusion of duality drop away. I know because it's happened to me. If you missed the first couple of episodes, I'll catch you up briefly and you can go back to listen to the details. A year and a half ago, I had two immense, pressing, seemingly unsolvable problems solved in three weeks after surrendering them to my higher power and intentionally not worrying about them. I then decided to make my spiritual life the most important thing in my life. I'm going to attempt to explain where I am now and how I think I got here. So please bear with me. Um, It's going to be really deep. I perceive everything folded into one. Becoming only what it is. A manifestation of that one. No judgments are necessary. In fact, judging actually slows the process. Judging itself reinforces the false idea of separateness. We believe in separateness simply because we seem to be separate. Our senses feed us input. Our brain processes and interprets, all subconsciously, essentially judging prior to conscious awareness. From that place, of course we appear separate. Since we naturally seem separate and our ego tells us that it is our true identity, then separateness becomes written in stone. All our lives dedicated to the betterment of this small self. Constantly search here and there and everywhere, finding nothing that satisfies for long. So we try yet one more thing outside of us, thinking this could be the answer we seek. Well, we don't find because we are looking in the wrong place. This generally happens one of two ways or a combination of the two. Looking outside instead of inside or looking in the past or future instead of in the now. Now first, the answer is inside, not outside. If I told you there's more wealth than you can even imagine yours for the having, you just have to find it and you would get to keep it It can never get taken away, and you can only give it away. Would you be interested in that search? Only by going to the deepest part of you that you believe is you is that possible. 
If the deepest part of you that you can identify with is your ego, that's okay. Because that's the right direction. Spirit is still deeper than that. I realized this in hindsight. My goal was to identify with spirit. I had made my spiritual life the most important thing in my life, which meant intentionally increasing my contact with spirit. Now, second, the answer can't be found in the future or in the past. It can only be found now. Looking for things where they are not is not really looking to find then, is it? It is quite a clever ego trick. The ego acts much like a parasite that convinces the host that it is indeed the parasite, thus swapping places. It acts like a living organism with its own survival of paramount importance. Even if it has to slowly kill the host to live. Knowing killing the host kills itself as well, but the ego has no other choice. It's between a rock and a hard place. If the host finds out the truth, then it's dead. If the host dies, then it's dead. Hence, it's insane thoughts, ideas, and actions. It plays a game of death on the razor's edge. A favorite tactic is distraction. Just always pointing attention outward. Someplace other than here and now. If you never look at where it is, you won't find out where it's hiding. Obsession with the past and future. Obsession with what's right and wrong out there. Notice it's never saying, look, here and now. Deep, deep, deep inside. As far as you can go. Because that's where it's hiding. Now just past the ego, still aiming as deep as possible, is our true identity as an important part of the one unified spirit that pervades all things. I now identify with that. What you call it matters not. I didn't know I would disidentify from my ego. In fact, I didn't even know that was possible. I remember being asked what my ego was, and my reply was, it's the part of me that thinks it's me. Today my answer is different. I believe it's a mind construction today. It's, in truth, it's nothing. But as a mind construction, it acts in its own interests, and it only convinces the, the mind that that is its true identity. It's, it's the only way it survives is if the mind believes that it is the ego. Small and limiting as that is, and the ego is identified with the body, and the body can obviously be hurt. There are a few things that I mainly attribute to this shift in perception. Some I've been doing for years, some more recently.
Though I wouldn't have been ready for the lessons of the last year and a half or so without the two I've been doing for years. Each of us has our own tailor-made path for us. We each can only point the way for each other. Internal work is just that, internal. Hence, each of us must do our own internal work or suffer until we can no longer stand the suffering and do it then. Makes no difference. The wisdom of the Zen saying, the finger pointing at the moon is not the moon, becomes very apparent. Trying to follow exactly what it looks like somebody else does isn't really doing what they do. And I'm not exactly sure what allowed me to see the ancient truth of the great oneness of everything. But I'm going to kind of tell you what I did. Okay, so here are the two foundational things that I've been doing for years. Now, over the last 12 years, I have been regularly attending 12-step meetings, multiple per week. I think the longest I've gone without a meeting is about two or three weeks. And I got pretty squirrely in the head, and so I haven't tried that again. And then uh, about seven years ago, I started listening to J.B. Glossinger on his MorningCoach.com podcast, um, Monday through Friday. It was like 15 minutes, first thing in the morning, of positivity to counteract the negativity so prevalent in our modern world. Now then, J.B. didn't do weekends, so sometimes I'd even listen to some of the old episodes from before when I signed on um, to help out on Saturday and Sunday. But So I'm really thankful that he does one every single day now. It just feels really good to start the day coached up with great positive energy. I began to believe I can do this starting each and every day. I mean, how priceless is that? And now we're going to pick up the story where um, I made my spiritual life the most important thing. So shortly after that, I had I decided to um, start easytomeditate.com to teach how simple meditation is to do because everyone seems to talk about meditation like everybody knows exactly how to meditate. I know that personally it's not true. I pretended when I didn't know. That's pretty easy to do. Nobody really questions you on it. You say you sit and they go, okay. I mean, there's not too much to it. And they don't even ask you that. But I did figure it out. Now, I thought to myself, who is known for meditation? What popped, in my, what popped into my head was the Buddhists. Now, I wasn't particularly interested in going to a Buddhist temple or whatever they call their things. So I searched online a little bit and I found a local Buddhist group that had podcasts of their talks. And... Um, some of them described how to meditate specifically, and so I learned mindfulness, mindfulness meditation that way. Now, I'd been meditating for 10 years at this point, but I hadn't ever gotten a daily practice established. And I figured if I'm going to be teaching meditation, I should probably meditate every day. 
Now, I did end up getting that one figured out too, uh, almost by accident. Um, the key was I planned to meditate twice a day instead of once. Uh, I planned it when I woke up and right before bed to start my day right and to end it and, and send me into sleep good. I woke up with that dreaded panic realizing that I had not meditated the evening before and it used to be when I was only going to meditate once a day. That means my practice is broken, can't go back to yesterday. <sighs> Crap. But then I remembered I had meditated in the morning the day before and whew, my practice was saved. Um, and I just figured it out. I, I was going to say that I'd done over 400 days and I wasn't really counting, but I just looked it up and I'm at 444 days. So I just, I kind of like numbers. So I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, anyway, and then, uh, another thing I did was, uh, I chose a new 12 step sponsor for his spirituality. And then I went through the steps again. Um, this was just the second time in my life. Uh, and this time I went through with much more clarity. And it took about 14 months. Now, during this time, I, uh, I also went through um, A Course in Miracles. Uh, now, Jay Bing Glossinger, that I mentioned before from Morning Coach, had put a course together for members that had started working through the text in the daily workbook. And that gave me the basic structure to work through the whole thing. Um, I started the course with the intention of finishing the text and the lessons, the, the workbook for students, um, in a year. Now, in the workbook for students, there are 365 lessons, and you can't do more than one a day. You can do one for more than one day, but you can't do more than one in a day. So, it's going to take for sure a year. And it ended up taking me a year and two weeks. Um, and since then, I've continued to work through the rest of the book, and I'm currently in the very, very last section, the Song of Prayer. I'll probably be done in about a week, a week and a half or so. Now, at the midpoint of those two things, I had had the biggest spiritual experience of my life. After listening to The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle on Audibles all in one day uh, in the fall of 2016, I realized for the first time that I had been looking in the wrong place all my life, the future. I can only experience in the now. So that's where I should look for things. If everything that's ever happened or ever will happen has to happen in the now, then anything can happen now as well infinite possibilities opened up I didn't have to wait for anything including enlightenment I could have it now I walked around for two or three days in samadhi and that's a state of instant enlightenment now I did all the same things but everything's inner beauty was shining forth to me. I was perfectly at peace. I could see just how everything fit to get, just fit together perfectly. It didn't last, and I've gone in and out of that, but I, I know what that is. 
and it's a really, really nice place to be. And I've never lost sight of that, and so I can't be convinced that this isn't real. Anyway, so this has been my path, uh, and everyone's path is unique. But please know that you can have it now, whatever it is, because that's really the only time you can. So live there. Now, my perspective has obviously gone through a radical change. I identify more with that eternal presence from which everything came from. You know, more than this form in which I seem to exist. And from that true identity, how could I possibly be hurt? The world had lost its hold on me. And with that, the fear dissipated as well. How could it punish me if I cared not for its things? I had seen past duality. I had the deep knowing of oneness. Now, I may get grabbed by old mind patterns that seem to throw me helplessly back into my ego, where duality can be believed and therefore perceived again. I don't fully buy in anymore, though. Even when I'm in ego, there's a part of me that knows what I truly am, and as soon as I really become aware that I'm ego-identified, that ego-identity just disappears. Eckhart describes it as the pain body, an energy field built up over time with negativity. Uh, and he suggests beca just becoming conscious of it when it appears and let it run its course. And, and that'll let it run out. Um, and I become less and less interested in these things. Once I see that I've been caught, I just release. I, if I, I'll stop talking mid-sentence. And just walk away when I realize I just got caught up. There's nothing I can do. The best thing I can do is just shut up and walk away. And each time, more energy dissipates. That pent-up energy that's experienced as a pain body and until it, it completely disappears and the pain body is no more. Now this is a completely different vantage point from the angry man I had been. Anger still arises. My job is simply to be conscious and watch with intense curiosity as to what's going on inside and outside of me. I try to act as an impartial third party, just reporting facts, not the facts as I would have them be, but how they actually are. Now, I generally feel connected throughout the day to my source. I simply trust, listen, and do. I trust that spirit, which is connected on the inside, has my back. I listen, not really in words, it's, it's kind of more of a sense of. And then I simply do. Life has become enjoyable and almost effortless. I'm good with what happens because I deeply know my true identity is spirit, not this physical body my perception is linked to. I'm still able to understand duality, although it is becoming more difficult, and I can't say that I much mind that. 
treating everything as if it were just a part of me has worked wonders. And a miraculous thing has happened too. As I allowed the world to be as it is, I was allowed to be as I am. A beautiful awareness that everything is perfect, just as it is in each and every moment, seeming to move from one moment of perfection to the next. All right, here's one last deep model for you before I go. Uh, now, this is a model that helped didn't make sense to me, and I hope it's helpful for you. I'm not saying it's ultimately true. It's just a model, so I doubt it is. Now, imagine everything in this universe originates from the unmanifested or spiritual realm, where it is naturally whole and complete already. Although in order for it to come into this dimension from where time does not exist, it must be sliced into small moment-sized pieces to be experienced now. So it's not as if it's going and changing from this to that. It was everything and we only perceive a beginning, a middle, and the end. In essence, it's, it's really all of one thing. We can just only see parts of it at a time. And with that, and until next time, Uncle Andy out.